2: This is this is WGN Television Nine Channel Nine Channel Nine Chicago Chicago coming to you from atop the John Hancock Building.
1: Welcome to the world's greatest newspaper television podcast, aka WGN TVP for short. Yeah, for short,
3: shortens it. It's the first and only podcast from WGN. I'm Brian Say, and I'm Ross MacBee. We work on the morning show here at WGN. Yeah, now we've got a podcast. Great. More work. I did all the work. I've done all the work.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Just, let's just get to episode one. On today's episode, he's a teacher, but he raps. Dwayne Reed went viral a couple years ago with Welcome to the Fourth Grade.
4: Welcome to the fourth grade. So happy to meet you.
1: Now he's back with a new song and a new
3: video. That's right, and later, in conversations with the world's greatest, I sit down with longtime WGN Special Projects producer Pam Grimes. Pam has produced more than a dozen Emmy Award-winning stories for WGN, including a number of notable pieces with Tom Skilling. Pam retired late last month,
1: but I caught her on her way out and asked her some questions. Can't wait for that, Brian. And at the end of the show, we'll listen to some viewer voicemails that you handpicked, and I'm sure they're great. They are. They're phenomenal. But first, it's Riffing with Ross. Yeah! Is this your favorite part of the show? This is, because we get to riff about stuff.
3: We do get to riff about what stuff. What are we
1: talking about first? I don't know. What do you we want to talk have a soundbite from Ron?
2: Yeah, let's play that. As much as I love this job, and will always love this city and its residents, I've decided not to seek re-election. This has been the job of a lifetime, but it is
3: not a job for a lifetime. Rahm Emanuel, former chief of staff to President Obama, two term mayor in Chicago, not running for re election.
1: Yeah, it was a big bombshell in the newsroom, Brian. Normally, after 7 a.m., I like to just check out, as you know, but I had to pay attention. This was big news. Can I uh, run down some of the potential candidates now that he's out of the race? Yeah. Cook County Board President, Tony Preckwinkle. Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza, former White House chief, of blah, blah, blah. Uh, You know, actually, I just got some word in that we have a big name jumping into the race. Are are we ready to do this, Brian? Huge Are we doing this? This is
3: like the biggest name in the list. Take it away. So I would like to formally announce my candidacy for mayor of the city of Chicago. Uh, Ross is going to be my
1: campaign manager. Yeah, I was like, when are you going to get to that? Because it's pretty exciting. You're right. I should have led with that. We have t-shirts, right? What do they say? Well... Uh, I came up with this. I don't, you know, I want to take credit. Brian, have your say.
3: Ha- have that's, your say?
1: That's what you wanted, right? Brian, have your say. Like you, as a citizen, have your say.
3: But shouldn't it be like has your say, Brian? Has your say, Brian? I, Brian, I have ha- your Brian, say. I
1: already, Brian, I already printed the t-shirts. You gave me a hundred dollars. I went down. We got like five t-shirts. And
3: I gave you two hundred dollars.
1: Brian, we'll we'll talk about this later. Okay, we're gonna talk about it. Later.
3: All right, I've heard some rumbling, and I really need you to do something about this This as my campaign
1: manager. There's somebody else in the newsroom talking about running for mayor? Oh, gosh. It's like as soon as she heard you were getting into it, she wanted in. Uh, Lauren, get jiggets with it is their slogan. Lauren jiggets? That's not even a good slogan. No, it's not even a good slogan. And I came up with it. Why did you think of a slogan for my competitor? I don't know. You know, she's nice, and she asked me. All right, that's
3: enough of this. If I'm going to be mayor, I have to lay down the law. So don't you have a tennis tip for me?
1: Brian, I do. And it's listed here in the rundown as Ross's terrific or in quotes terrifying tennis tip. I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, I'm not sure either, because I had to print some stuff out online for this. Wait, you had to print out these tips? you didn't have a tip? You No. Brian, Googled tips? Brian. As many people know here, except for you, I play twice a week. You play tennis? I, I do. Thank you for asking. Where? <laughs> when? <laughs> On the streets.
3: Just uh, in, like in L's? in the
1: afternoons. No, there's nets anyway. Let me get to my tennis tip. People yeah. are wondering, okay? They're out there, they're wondering. Hit and recover. Tip number four on this sheet, but tip number one in my heart. Right. Hit and recover. One time I hit, I went to recover. My racket went in between my groin, it oh, came up. Okay, and I, I can show all you right, scar, no, just get Brian. away from me. <laughs> I mean, you wanted a tennis tip or not? I'm it's, a, it's
3: just it's a little too much. All right, really animated here, and you're it's close fine. to me. And it's I'm fine.
1: I was just going to show you the scar. All right, let's listen to some music. have
4: a good time, yeah. Welcome to the 4th grade. Hello, I'm your teacher. My name's Mr. Reed and it's very nice to meet you. I'm from Chicago. I love beat and pizza and a dress to impress, but I still rock sneakers. It's my
3: That's Chicago's very own rapping teacher Dwayne Reed singing his viral hit Welcome to the 4th grade. WGN teamed up with him recently on a music video for his new song. It's called My Teacher Loves Me. Yeah.
4: Look, love is waking up at 5:30, just so you can get to school bright and early get a couple sips of your coffee then print a few copies before we all start walking in <laughs> it's your smile in the morning and the way you make every child feel important with a hug high five or a handshake new things to learn from you so i can't wait Love is keeping snacks in your room In case I get hungry or I lose my lunch money again Lending me your pencil or a pen and you don't get mad If I don't bring it back, that's love You always treat me like your own, like your own. The classroom feels like a second home. second home Every day you're helping me to grow Yes, one thing I'll always know My, my teacher, teacher loves me And they're thinking of me When they're planning math and reading science and history
3: Dwayne stopped by the WGN Morning News this week to talk about his inspiration for the song.
4: I've been doing a lot of videos over the past two years, yeah. but I wanted to get some shine on teachers. Um, I, they've been in the trenches well before I've been teaching, and I really wanted to kind of honor them. So that's why I wrote the song My Teacher Loves Me. My teacher loves me, if they
3: if you listen closely, that's not just Dwayne singing on the track. He recruited a former student of his to sing along and also star in the video. His name is Travion Hoskins. He joined Larry and Robin this week on The Morning Show to talk about what Mr. Reed is like as a teacher.
1: Now, what did you think of Mr. Reed as a
2: teacher? You had him last year? Yeah. Was he uh, a lot of
4: fun? Yes, he was a lot of fun. Even though we had like tons of work, he will always find a way to like make it fun. And like we like we go to the park, and he like talk trash. To somebody he could beat us in basketball, but knowing he can't. And Yeah. But Mr. Reed, he was he was, he was a fun teacher. So what do you want to do when you grow up? Do you know? Yeah, basketball. Never know. Yeah, he's, he's- actually really really good at basketball. Some kids they're like and uh, stay in school. But Travion is. He can do it all. He can do it all wow. rap, sing, dance, act, basketball. I know what it's like, Trey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So it's a lot of pressure.
0: Oh, but. Well, we're so proud of you. It was really great. And congratulations
4: on <laughs> Thank all the great so work you do. you Nice job, Thanks both of you guys. You always treat us like your, own. like your own. The classroom feels like a second home. Second home. Every day you're helping us to grow. Yes, yeah, one thing I'll always know.
3: I'm a little biased because I helped make the music video, but you should definitely log on to WGNTV.com or head to our Facebook page to watch the new video for My Teacher Loves Me. And a big shout out to Dwayne and Trey. It was awesome working with you guys. Have a great school year. Time now for conversations with the world's greatest, candid conversations with staff members here at the Old Number Nine. Our first ever guest for this very first episode is Pam Grimes. Pam has won 16 Emmy awards. Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> Your Twitter says 16. Well,
0: it's not up, well, you up to date. You gotta update
3: that. <laughs> You've served as the uh, trustee on the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, and for a little while longer, you are the special projects producer here at Channel Nine. After twenty-eight years of service, Pam is retiring. Today is her last day. Pam, it's an honor to have you here. Thanks for being here. It's an
0: honor to be here, especially to be the very first guest. Well, you're a very important person.
3: <laughs> well, so you're just minutes away from retirement. How are you feeling?
0: I'm feeling very strong because I'm the biggest crybaby ever, and I really thought today was going to be just horrible, but I, I slept, which I haven't done all week, and I woke up, and it was sunny, and I live near the lake, so I took a walk and did my sun salutations and went to the zoo and said hello to the lions and the polar bears, and here I am. (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's a phenomenal morning. Thank you. So just let's kind of walk through our listeners what exactly you do do to hear. So what is a special projects producer? You you put together a story, you seek out stories, and then you I work do. with our reporters. I do.
0: Well, let me just say, so I've been here 28 years, but the first half of that, I was um, a line producer producing weekend newscasts. And I, I had been a longtime show producer. I came up through radio, so I was a reporter, producer, anchor. Good afternoon, I'm Pam Hildebrand. Kathy Spielman has the day off. In the trenches. In the trenches, in smaller markets. And then went to Phoenix, Arizona as a show producer and then came here in 1990. I started 10, 10 And I was hired as um, a writer. They were expanding the 9 o'clock news, 9 PM news, to an hour. So they hired four writers at the time and um, so that's how I got in, and then 14 years ago, one of the, the assistant news director came to me and said, you know, we have the special projects opening, we think you'd be really good at it. So um, this is classic WGN. He said, we got this job, I think you'd be really good at it, but I need an answer tonight because I need to send you to Vancouver tomorrow. (laughs) So that's how I started in special projects, but it was a Dean Richards shoot. Um, We were the Warner Brothers Network at the time, and they were introducing a new fall lineup, and so Dean Richards, and I and Steve Schur had to go up there and go behind the scenes of Smallville, I think, and the mountain. We got to interview the stars, and it was part of an hour special that the whole broadcast group was using to introduce the new fall lineup. And that was my first assignment.
3: So uh, we, we have a shoot. We, we want to give you a new title. We need to know today. Is that?
0: Pretty much. That's kind of how it went down. <laughs> and then from there, there, were no, there was really no direction. It's kind of like, you know, make it your own. So I kind of took that to heart and just went after stories that touched my heart. And I, and I used to always call myself the good news fairy because I thought, I can't, you know, we have to offset, this is not Chicago. We have to offset, you know, the news, that, the bad news that we have to tell. I mean, I know people get upset with, you know, the shootings and that's all you talk about is negative news. And that's not all we talk about. And it's been my lifelong mission here to, to try to offset some of that.
3: So what when you're searching for stories, I mean, what what is it that, how do you say, okay, yeah, I want to do a story about that?
0: You know, that's tricky because a lot of it is timing. You know, they say in news, timing is everything. It's whether you can get a cruise sometimes. It's those kind of practical things. But I really look for um, those things that I think are little-known stories that people need to know about. And this is a much smaller scale than what, you know, the networks or the New York Times or, you know. Anybody on a, on a national level is doing, but just you know to to say this is an injustice. Let's let's figure out what to do about it. Or why are there so many homeless people in Chicago? And why can't you find an affordable place to live anymore? What is happening? What is happening to gentrification? Why is there so much inequality? And you know there are, there are reasons for it, and there are solutions for it. We just have to let people know about it so that they care enough to go and do something about it. And the, but that's not the only
3: stuff you do. I mean, you, no. you you seek out that stuff, but you also find the lighthearted. I do.
0: You know, I and I do that mostly for this very self-serving reasons because when I do a heavy story like a homelessness or a um inequality story, it it really does get into your DNA. And so in order to shake some of that off and not be negative Nelly or you know sad or whatever you know then I'll go and do a butterfly story and the first chair of french horn player for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra is saving monarch butterflies in his spare time so <laughs> another one uh, this little 6-year-old piano prodigy from Rockford Emily Bear was i like, just just such a gift i mean she really is a girl with a gift
1: Bear was born with the world at her fingertips. She could play a C scale with three fingers at age two. At six, she was working with mentors at the Music Institute of Chicago and Chicago Symphony Orchestra. By 11, she had instructors at Juilliard.
0: So we interviewed her when she was six, and then we went back when she was 11, and we just finished up at least in my world, um, with the final segment where she's now, actually today is her birthday. She's 17 today. So, um, yeah, she's now kind of ventured off into not just film scoring and playing the piano and composer. She's now um, actually singing and writing pop songs. And so there are all these things that are just so fascinating to me, like how does, to follow up and say, whatever happened to that six-year-old kid? Is she, you know, is she doing all right? She's doing all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's doing all right. Right. (laughs) Um.
3: So, sort of a silly question, but I mean, 28 years is a long time. What keeps you coming back to WGN?
0: The people. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, we are Chicago's very own, and I know that sounds so trite, but you know, I've lived here longer than I've lived anywhere. I've worked here longer than I've worked anywhere. You know, there are so many people that you know we had kids at the same time, and. You know, honestly, it truly is people, and it's, it's you know, comes from the top. You know, our news director, Jen Lyons, is amazing. But, you know, not just the people, but it's the platform. To be able to have this kind of platform to tell these stories, I mean, what a gift that is. You know, I mean, I can't go out on my own and, you know, have a WGN, used to be a superstation, not anymore, but you know, to be able to have that reach. I mean, I was on vacation once in Jamaica, and I turned on the news, and there I am. You know, I had left a piece before I left. left so that was crazy.
3: I mean, we all talk about Chicago's very own. And and Tom Skilling, you and I both worked with him. Yes. You, you were gracious enough to get me to be able to interview him <laughs> a couple of months ago. It's when we first met, and I thank you very much. Let's but. talk
0: about Tom, because I'm happy to talk about Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really is what you see is what you get. I mean, he really is. And I, it was very... Um, Again, you know, the stars aligned. I, I say that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me at WGN is, you know, one of the bosses said, you know, you're going to go work with Tom Skilling. And so I think they had just done some research. This is, again, back, you know, the mid-90s at the latest. And they said, you know, Tom Skilling is kind of God's, you know, our WGN's gift from God, you know. And we, people love him and we need to try to, you know, have him on the air as much as possible because they just can't get enough So we came up with this Ask Tom segment, um, which was, you know, really just from hanging out in Tom's office. Kids were calling him all the time saying, can you help me with this homework assignment? Really? Yeah. And so we thought, well, you know, let's just ask Tom, whatever it is. If it's a weather related question, ask Tom. And then the Tribune, we were doing it as a weekly feature on the nine o'clock news. And then um, the Tribune saw it and said, well, that's a good idea. So they ended up you know, giving him the whole weather page, and they gave him a column and said, you know, if you want to talk about the weather, this will give you the room to explain why it happens, not just what is going to happen, but why it's happening. And people really just, I think they feed on his enthusiasm that he's just so passionate about what he does that I think, you know, people just can't get enough. I know he knows, he knows better than anybody the criticisms of he takes too long, and all I want to know is, do I need an umbrella tomorrow? But um, how do you stop something when you just can't help yourself? He's, he's a force of nature. <laughs> he totally is. He totally is. And you've been on a lot of trips with him. You've been to a lot of places. Oh, God, yes. I've been to Alaska with him four times. One time we went up to do a story. There had been um, a tsunami that, in Southeast Asia that killed a lot of people. And he said, well, you know, the biggest tsunamis in the world have happened on American shores. And so we went up to Alaska. Um, although we almost got left on a sandbar, the tide was coming in, and there were bear paw prints all around, and, and Tom just wasn't ready to leave. So I thought, we're all going to die. We're going <laughs> to die. We are going to die here on this island. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy, but he's he's just great. And, and that's, not the, that's not the first or
3: only time that you <laughs> have faced danger with Tom Skilling. Yeah. Weren't you in the car with the tornado? Oh, yeah.
0: Not only was I in the car, I was driving the oh.
2: car. Wow. That. We are being chased by a tornado.
0: What's up for grabs is what the other storm chasers are doing because it's not, you know, you're out there by yourself anymore. It is crowded. It is a traffic jam when people know that there's going to be severe weather. And, and so you're all you just, going really fast. And you're all going really fast. And a lot of people will just all of a sudden say, this is a good vantage point. I'm going to pull off over here on the side of the road. And you're like, oh, my God. So that's the hardest thing is to just make sure you don't. And they let you drive? They let me drive. <laughs> but he, we had to beg him to go. I mean, it was really Steve Scher's idea. Oh, really? And then we both kind of you know, tag teamed him and said, you know, we got to do this. And he's like, why? You know, Weather Channel, everybody's, everybody's done it. Right. Like, you haven't done it. Right. And people want to see... You. So we finally convinced him to go, and he, to this day, will he'll say, I didn't want to go, but I'm glad you made me go. <laughs>
2: My God! This is amazing. We're being chased by a multiple vortex tornado that literally is chasing us. Look at this thing on the
0: ground back here. It's, yeah, I it's mean, compelling it's leg- tape, it's too. It's legendary. Yeah. I mean, it really is. We are being chased by a tornado. <laughs> this is like something out of a movie. <laughs> this is like something out of a movie. Uh, it was great. It
3: was oh, really man. great. Shifting gears here, and I think you've touched on it a little bit. Um, of all the stories you've helped tell here, which do you think is your favorite?
0: Gosh, I think anything that that uh, shines a light on injustice of any kind. I'm, I just cannot stand unfairness. You know, this whole inequality, and there are so many things that I just feel like. You know, people are are not lazy. They're not victims of circumstance. I mean. People are people, and, you know, some people need help. And so if we can do anything to help them, I'm trying to think of, you know, just, just when you get feedback that says, wow, I didn't know that, you know, I'm going to see if I can volunteer for that organization, or, you know, those kind of feedback letters when you don't really know what the fallout will be. You know, a lot of times it could be critical because they're like, oh, you're just liberal media, and you're just jumping on this bandwagon, you know, you just want to give everybody free money, and no taxes and all this stuff. And that's not it at all. I mean, there are really, really hardworking people. You just can only work so hard. And then, you know, you can't work. People always say, oh, you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, not if you you are at a disadvantage from the very beginning. So, you know, there are a lot of things that that are not right that, that, you know, I would like to make right.
3: So you were telling me the other day that you used to sing in a band. Oh, my God. If you could just yeah. <laughs> walk me back, and well,
0: that that's what makes makes this career so incredible to me because um, you know I grew up in Iowa, great public school systems in Iowa, but very little diversity. So um, you know, in my household, it was um, you know, graduate from high school. Get a job, don't get pregnant, go live your life. <laughs> that was pretty much it. And I was the oldest of four girls. And, you know, my mother had gone to college because she was valedictorian of her one-room schoolhouse in southern Missouri. But, um, you know, the college just was not a thing in our family. And so I was just kind of bumming around, you know, living large and singing this little folk band. My boyfriend was a bass player and he knew I could sing a little bit. So, it wasn't a rock singer as much as a folk singer. I was okay. more into three-part harmony kind of stuff, okay. as opposed... I really wanted to be Janis Joplin, but that—that sure. that, I was more Karen Carpenter than Janis Joplin, <laughs> I have to say. So so anyway, but, you know, that... And then, um, so this is an interesting story, at least I think it is. So a friend of mine said, and actually he was a musician, too. He said, you know, Channel 9, this was in my... Not this Channel 9, but... Um, KCRG TV in my hometown of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, had posted a job for a newsroom secretary. So I went in um, to apply for the job, you know, had nothing going for me other than I had taken a a journalism elective class when I was in high school. But I had a teacher who said to me, you're really good at this, you ought to think about this. So that kind of made me think, okay, well why not, I'll go apply. The day I walked in, it was, um, I'll get the date wrong, but I think it was January 23rd, 1973. And I walked into the newsroom. Within a half hour, the Supreme Court came down with the Roe v. Wade abortion decision. And by the time I left, an hour later, President Johnson had died. And there was such chaos because it was the Cedar Rapids Gazette KCRG TV, KCRG Radio, and it's like this rip, ding, 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 ding. You know, all these AP right. machines were going, and I just sucked up that energy like you can't believe. And right. I thought, this is where I'm going to be. And that was your Although, first day in news. Well, it was the it was the day I applied for the job, so oh. I got I did get yeah. the job. Okay. I think you know the news director kind of thought, wow, she really seems to get you know get this whole sure. idea and the right, and right. the adrenaline rush and all yeah. that kind of thing. Because
3: that's why we do it
0: exactly but here's here's the other side of that story so the very first day on the job i come in and i'm you know 20 years old at best and i don't have a degree i barely i mean i can type but i don't know shorthand or anything so we're sharing an office and i just said i'm really appreciative for this opportunity you know affirmative action was in place at the time they basically said to news you have to hire some women and some minorities here comes pam grimes with nothing else but you know the supreme court says you got to do this so they're like, okay, there's a woman, let's call, you know, let's call it a day. So they, I got the job, and the news director, I said, I'll, I'll work really hard, and, blah, blah, blah. and he said, you had the best legs. So that, Brian, is how my career started. <laughs> <laughs> What happened is, is you know, for, so he chased me around the room for nine months. You know, we shared an office. Uh. And then one of the photographers, um, I said, I got to get out of here. This is crazy. Right. And so he said, well, let me ask around, because all the photographers meet with other photographers from other stations. And so I was at the ABC station. The NBC station was looking for a, a night news reader on radio. That's how that all played out. But yeah, it was, it was, you know, the world has changed in that amount of time, or has it? In a lot of ways, it really hasn't. I don't know. But yeah.
3: Um, do you remember your first day at WGN? Yeah, so
0: it was a weekend day, which I wasn't thrilled about. But um,
3: That's how I started to weekend overnights.
0: Well, that's, you know, in a it's seniority in system. Yeah. It is your foot in the door. You'll and do I whatever. was happy to do it. Absolutely. And I was so thrilled to be able to get a job right away, even though I had come up through the ABC ranks in Phoenix. Um, it was a combination of, you know, a little stressful being in the number three market in the country. And um, just new, learning new systems and all that kind of thing.
3: All right. So final couple questions here. What advice do you have for me so I can do my best work here and get the most out of WGN?
0: Well, I think I see a passion in you. I know you do silly stuff, and I, I will always see you walking around with a shark head. I mean, <laughs> not, nothing. <laughs> or tailgating at a Taylor Swift you know, yes, concert. These are things I've um, done. But that's how I know you. I have the musical taste of a twelve-year-old. I would have been with you at Taylor Swift had you invited me. But <laughs> I'm I really sorry.
3: Uh, take it up with Pat Thomas, Thomasulo. I understand. Uh, you know. So, anyway. Uh, did that answer your question. It didn't because I asked for advice, So we just well, talked about the hijinks on the morning show, which is fine. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, I would just say, you know, do what you love, and you know, whether it's funny or serious, you know, whether you make them laugh or make them cry, as long as you touch people's hearts, that's the key. Right. And you know, people like you are are moving us forward, and keeping us current, and, you know, there'll be people behind you who are doing that. So I led the charge, now you're leading the charge, somebody will lead it behind you, and, you know...
3: Are you passing me the torch? Because I'll take I it. kind of am. I kind of torch. am. <laughs> I won't burn you, though, I it's promise. high honor. Oh, yeah, please
0: don't.
3: <laughs> if you could sum up your time here at WGN in one word, and I know that's a tall order, but I, I really want to challenge you to do one word, what word would it be?
0: Hmm. Um... I would say unbelievable. And I say that in a good way and probably a negative way. There have been some negative things that were just like, this is unbelievable. But on the other hand, you know, when I'm being sent to, um, you know, witness history, like, you know, I I was there for the whole Obama run. Actually, I started in, uh, they sent me to my first convention, Republican convention in San Diego and whenever that was, 92 or 96, I forget what year it was. But um, you know, I just had this amazing run. You know, I was on the field the night that the White Sox won the World Series. I mean, just things like that—you you can't sure. even imagine that I would have a life like that growing up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and ending up in a third-largest market. And yeah, everything you've seen, everything I've seen, ever—the opportunities I've been given. You know, uh, yeah, it's—I can't even explain it. How did this happen, Bryant? <laughs>
3: I have no idea. I have no idea. I hope to have half the life <laughs> you've had at this place here. Aww. All right. Well, Pam Grimes, thank
0: you so much for being here. I really am honored, Brian, that you asked me to be here. So, Even on my last day, even though I could be out the door and enjoying my retirement right now. I know. It's, I think it's sunny
3: outside, too. I'm really it sorry about that. It is sunny. It's that. all right. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Pam Grimes is a wonderful woman, a phenomenal storyteller, and honestly, a huge pain in the ass. I'm kidding. I want to be Pam Grimes when I grow up. About an hour after I sat down with her, she took her lamp her last few belongings and she walked out of the newsroom as her co-workers rose from their seats and gave her a resounding and very well-deserved standing
2: ovation. Hello, please state your name after the tone and Google Voice will try to reach.
0: WGN voicemail.
2: Yeah, this is Pete from Cicero. And I'm curious about a few things. One, whatever happened to Robin? I went out for breakfast, came back, and she was gone. All right, that's one question. Another question is, a while back you were talking about having Looney Tune cartoons coming on somewhere along the line, one of the TV stations, and it never happened. Follow up on that one for me, would you please? I'm interested. I'm an old man. I enjoy a little bit of humor in my life. Thank you very much, and love you all. Bye-bye.
4: Well done, Marcus Leshock. I freaking love the seal and the butterfly story. Honestly, it was worth the wait. Just just a few minutes to see something precious, two beautiful creatures of God, just seeing each other. Honestly, it, it was a great moment for my day, and I thank you. Everyone's making fun. It's not funny. It's beautiful. God bless you, buddy. Bye now.
2: Good afternoon. Uh, My name is Bill Allman. I live in uh, West Dundee. I'm a retired firefighter paramedic. I was watching your uh, noon news today, and the coverage of the rescue of the trapped uh, individual in that building collapse was absolutely phenomenal. Having a firefighter paramedic comment uh, on it as it was happening was perfect. You guys did an absolutely perfect job. I'll be watching a lot more. Of WGN news from this point on yes hi uh, I'm calling because I was quite moved by what occurred in our capital today all the speeches I listened to and sad feelings expressed to the church and it seems there's every day there's more heroes leaving us and I don't think we're manufacturing as many heroes as we used to I'd like to play a little song here dedicated to the passing of John and Aretha and Neil, three American heroes who passed away this past week. And also to the continuing battle of good versus evil. This is Leo Kotke's version of All I Have to Do is Dream from his album Guitar Music.
3: That's it for the first episode. Hey Pete, from Cicero? I checked in with programming. They hadn't heard anything about Looney Tunes, but hey, keep tuning into Channel 9. We'll make you laugh, and we love you too, buddy. A big thank you to Dwayne Reed and Pam Grimes, and a very big thank you to our boss, Jennifer Lyons. She won't be our boss much longer. She took a job someplace else. Tune in next time. Ross and I are going to sit down with her and ask her who she thinks she is. I mean, how can she leave us? You know, Ross, what are we going to do without her? Ross, what are you doing? Oh, oh, sorry. Hey, I was telling them about how we're going to interview Jen Lyons. Did you schedule that? Schedule what? The interview. We need to make sure we can sit down with Jen to talk to her about how she's leaving us. I thought you just wanted keys to her office, man. Do I have to do everything around here? God. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> You've been listening to the World's Greatest Newspaper Television Podcast. Until next time, tune in to Channel 9.